Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. We talk a lot about the physical aspects of the pandemic and COVID-19, but what about the mental issues that are coming with it? Here to talk about that with us is psychologist, Dr. Debbie Lyons. Debbie, we are in crazy times right now. I mean, we feel like we're on the roller coaster ride of COVID and your mental health, I think, is really, this whole thing has put a spotlight on that and how important that is and what it does to us in terms of it's been the grand experiment of isolation and all kinds of factors thrown in here. How do you, know, I know you're probably talking to a lot of folks too, how, how do we balance this? What's the, you know, the balance that's happening when, when you're inundated with new information and changes, just the change alone? Um, what are you recommending with folks you're talking to? You know, Charlie, it's really interesting that we're talking about this right now because I think it is prevalent work at home, everywhere you go, schools. I mean, it's it's uh, health and wellness are all the buzz. I think one of the, the things I want to say um, pretty clearly and concisely is what we've learned is there is zero difference, zero, between our mental health and our physical health, okay? Our brain is an organ, Okay, just like our heart and everything else, and they are 100% connected. So when we talk about our mental health, we're really talking about our physical health also. And I think when we can kind of recognize that, um, it clears up a lot of things. You know, do I have a migraine or anxiety? Do I have high blood pressure or depression? You know, if, and again, we've separated them for so long. We're trying to learn how everything works together, but we now have the evidence to support what we say, which is pretty exciting. It is exciting. And I think, I think this, well, if there is a silver lining to all of this, it's really put a spotlight on that. Yes. It's really put a spotlight and almost a, an, an okayness to being able to say, I'm not good right now. That's right. I'm not good. I can't manage it all. I can't do it all. But here's the interesting part. What we, we used to think stress and anxiety were bad things. They're not bad things. They're wonderful, absolutely. And making stress and anxiety your friend can actually be a great road to health and wellness. So what does that look like? Why do we even have stress or anxiety? We have it as a way to keep our bodies safe. We really do. And if you look at optimum performance and you talk to people, they are usually stressed and they're anxious, but the way they say it to you is, you know, I'm on point, I'm focused, I'm laser targeted. Those business buzzwords. That's right. I got this. I got this. So in business, for me, when I talk to businesses, it's how do you create a culture where that's sort of embraced and where they don't reach that tipping point of, whoa, now I'm overwhelmed. And there are some pretty concrete ways to do it. And we talked about one, it's creating a culture um, where people feel free to say, you know, I'm having a good day, having a bad day, all of that kind of stuff. Um, I'm a big advocate for like work-life balance, especially in the workplace of frequent breaks, communication. Um, you're gonna die when I say this, but this is, this is an interesting thing. Work environments shouldn't be dumping grounds for food. What? That's sort of random. That's a non sequitur. Especially after the holidays. And <laughs> but I use it as not a non sequitur. Oftentimes when we get stuff, we bring it into our workplace and we're eating the, you know, the candy and the cupcakes. And I say, no, 
in your work environment, if you kind of want health and wellness, then offer healthy things to eat. I know that sounds so silly, but these are all things that can actually um, create a work environment that people look forward to coming to. It matters. It really does. It so, does. So let's talk about a few of the tools in the toolbox, okay. so to speak. Let's talk about the tools in the toolbox for not just um, employees, but employers as well when it comes to working with the mental health um, of your staff, especially in the environment we're in today. Number one, clear is kind. Do the members, does everyone in your organization know um, sort of the rules of the road when it comes to your health what you all expect or don't expect, when to come in, when not to come in. Um, who do I go to if I'm not feeling good? Um, what can I expect if I need to take some time off? Uh, it's not just about me, it's about my whole organization because they depend on me. So how can we collaborate and work together? I think creating um, maybe once every three months, I call them standing sessions where you just sort of come together and maybe have a grumble session. Um, not a bitch session, if I'm allowed to say that, but it's really, a, it's a solution-based um, grumble session where we're there to kind of examine ways that we can make things better. And one of the things I feel really strongly about is in the work environment, um, for each of us, okay, ask myself before I say anything, am I being part of a problem or part of the solution? Great and, question. I mean, I think that happens for all of us. And, and Charlie, I operate on an 80-20 rule and I, and I advocate people do that. 80% of the time I want to do my best, okay? I really want to try to be at my peak performance. 20% of the time I may be hungry, angry, lonely, or tired and halt with those. And if I can recognize those, okay, and my um, co-workers can recognize that, I can say, yeah, Charlie, I had a bad night's sleep. And you can say, yeah, I kind of noticed that you seemed a little off. No judgment, open communication, all is well. Yeah, it is interesting, I think, some of the productivity studies that are being done, that the grind that mm -hmm. so many of us are used to doing, go and go and go, and that, that working those, in some cases, you know, 50, 60-hour weeks, really aren't productive. It's it's a lose-lose solution when you get to that point. When you're talking about um, employees, mm -hmm. how, how, do, how do employees, how can they manage their mental health? Because there is a personal responsibility. How can they manage their mental health and make sure they stay healthy, make sure they're um, hitting all cylinders and not getting the burnout, not experiencing that? And what are the kind of the red flags to watch for? Um, I believe in personal accountability. So I think we are all 100% uh, responsible for our own health and wellness. And if I am in a uh, situation that I am uncomfortable, it is not only my right, but um, as a self-advocate to share my concerns. Again, there's, there's a difference between being part of the solution, part of the problem. Like I said, if I'm coming in to grumble and tell you everything that you're doing wrong, that doesn't seem very healthy or productive. And it contributes when we go bring it full circle or loop it back to mental health, that contributes to what are called cognitive distortions. Thinking distortions. Just because I think it doesn't mean it's true. Just because I feel it doesn't mean it's accurate. Okay, and, and just to kind of give you an example, um, just because I think that you were unfair in our discussion this morning at our meeting, and I kind of ruminate on that, I'm like, you know, she just, I don't think she heard me. I just don't think she understood. 
I can allow that to grow and fester, or I can come to you and say, Charlie, okay, I felt like you didn't hear me today. My intention in telling you is that I kind of want to clarify and make sure that we're being transparent. My request of you is to hear what I said again and then share with me kind of feedback on what you did here and maybe we can make sure that our communication is clear. I mean, to be honest with you, it works. That communication is amazing. And I think that's something that quite frankly is, is more rare in the workplace than most people might think. Well, I use it with a lot of my clients when it comes to, I call it a heart check. It's basically saying, what's going on with me? What's my intention in sharing it with you? And frankly, what do I want? What, what's, what do I want from that discussion? And I think if we could use that 80% of the time in the workplace, I think a lot of, um, a lot of discontent, a lot of things that we don't agree on could be cleared up. It's really a form of conflict resolution. It is. It is. What about what about some of those local resources? What are those resources locally that businesses and employees can utilize to make sure that they're at maximum mental health during a crazy time in our community and our nation and our world? I think that, believe it or not, I think um, churches offer a lot of opportunity um, and safe spaces for people to um, find someone to talk to that they feel safe. It's I community. Think, it's yeah, community. It is community. It's, it's really finding your community. There are a lot of excellent resources with Yana for substance. Um, we've got Coastal Empire Mental Health. There are a lot of resources out there. It's trying to, it's being able to access them. And I think, again, chamber, school, I wrote it down, chamber, school. Um, we've got Memory Matters. It just NAMI, National Alliance for Mental Illness. We've got a lot of resources out there that um, are pretty accessible. Debbie, thanks for the great info on our on our Five Questions podcast. I can't wait to take a deeper dive on about 12 more subjects with you on future podcasts. Thank you so much. Thanks everyone for listening. The podcast continues to grow and never miss an episode of our Five Questions podcast by subscribing to the Chamber channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a moment to download, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people. 